Ten, I know I shouldn't be drinking these, man. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. But little beat your ass so good to me. This is like my third or fourth one right here, brother. I was about to tell you to pump your brakes, but you know what you can get you, man? You get your Bogo deal. From Paisanos? What? That Bogo deal is the real deal. I think you might be right. I probably need that to put something on this, man. That's where you use the online code Bogo Pizza, right? Yeah, man. You get your one pizza and get the second pizza equal or lesser value for free. I'm going to need more than that. I'm going to need me about four, five, six pizzas right now. Put something on it, baby. Hey, you see, I'm over here, man. I might take a slice or two. Well, what about little beat your ass? His ass is whoop. <laughs> Coming up on the Santana Moss Show podcast, we have a special guest in studio, and we'll talk about Tana's trip west-west, y'all. Stephen A. Smith said that Nick Foles is our best choice at QB. Do you think so? I don't think so. In fact, I think Kyler Murray's the best choice. We'll talk about him, too. Kareem Hunt get a second chance by the Browns. Ooh, Browns. What you think about the AAF? You know what? Don't answer that, Tanner. We'll talk about it in the show. They say Cardi B and my man Childish Gambino took home gold. Oh, crrr. And taking L's, we're talking Valentine's Day losses. Not for us, though. We're Casanova's. Santana Moss Show podcast starts right now. Lover. It's a Santana Moss Show. Former through your ballroom. Number 89. House Lover Time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical that's a song to live by right there. Santana Moss Show podcast. Yeah, buddy. Travis Thomas, Santana Moss, special guest. It's an honor. I want to take a, I want to take a little sip. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Take one. Take one. You know how my intros are, right? Yeah. I just want to say, we have Clinton Yates from ESPN. What's up, kiddos? Now, yeah. here's the deal. I feel like I really know this brother for two reasons, okay? <laughs> I'll start with the first time I met him, and then I'll get into his career. First time I met him was at a Caps playoff game. I'm about to stunt right now. We were in the NBC suite, okay, with some mutual friends, and I'm a big fan of his, yeah. right? I walk up to him, hey, Clan, big fan, I'm Travis Thomas. I'm going to show you how real my man is. He goes, I know who you are. Ooh. Daps me up. We clink, clink some Trap. beers and go on and watch the Stanley Trap. Cup. Knowing you, your head grew that big. <laughs> It's the truth, though, man. He wasn't offended, but he was like, man, I know who you are. It was a great time. We were at the Caps game. They're doing good. That's true. I'm styling in the suite. I'm like, I got time for this noise, brother. We're here together. And then the second second thing that that really stands out, and I know you feel me on this, Mm -hmm. as black men in this industry, Lord knows we go through it, okay? We don't have enough time in this podcast to get into all that. However, when you see a young black man like Clinton doing his thing and representing us the way he does, as intelligent as he is, and he represents a culture too. Yes. Because just the way he look right now, <laughs> yeah. oh, he goes on TV. You on dad goes real. Straight and up. people try to hate on him. I see it on Twitter. They hate. hate on him. You can't hate. Can't hate. Thank you, you very much. Hate. Well, I want to ask this before we let you speak, because I know you covered my skins. I know mm-hmm. you did a lot of writing <laughs> up in this area. Tanner feels some type you, of way. Did you ever say anything bad about your boy over Tana here, man? Feels I, some I, type I, of I want to know, man. I want because I'm trying you know to what? think. <laughs> Outside of you being I'm my favorite Washington really? wide receiver of all time, really? Yeah, no. Talk um, about that. It's true. You unseated Gary Clark. Yeah. So that's the generation I came from. All the day about that. GC is my boy. He was my dad's boy. Tanner came along. I was like, that was your guy. I'll never forget two touchdowns to Dallas. Uh-huh. Sitting on the couch in college with my boy. We're packing it in. Drinking a couple beers. Right. It's a Monday. It's raining. Kind of like it is today. Gloomy mood. Yeah. One touchdown. Ooh. 
Two touchdowns. We going out. <laughs> got up off the couch and went straight to the bar. Decided we were going to get hammered and tell everybody about it. It was a great time. But that's so. when I became his boy. Yeah. There it is, hey, man. That See, was literally the moment. Know. He was I a rallying guy. No, but I appreciate that, gentlemen. I mean, look, this business is what it is, and you try to be yourself. And the main reason I do that is so kids know you can do that and still yes. make it. That's really what it's all about to me from a message standpoint. I had my hair long for a while. Cats would be like, why are you looking so nappy? I'm like... Because I'm not ashamed (laughs) of my nappiness. This is what my hair looks like. I don't want everybody to have to feel they got to look a certain way or be a certain way. You got to have the talent and you got to have the interest and you got to have the drive. And maybe, maybe it'll work out. That's where I'm at. You know, we see you on TV and we hear you on podcasts and radio and things of this nature. But the reality is you are a prolific ass writer. (laughs) That's the genesis of you, correct? It is. I appreciate that. And what I learned from writing is that There's just so much more to every single situation when you really have to put the word to it. That's really sort of the main thing that comes with journalism, in my opinion, when you write it down, is that you've got to describe everything. You've got to find a way to bring people into your world and bring them into a space that they understand where you're coming from. And you can't just talk and use facial expressions. And so Mm -hmm. what I've learned from writing is that in reporting, you do radio, you write, you do TV. I wouldn't do one without the other, but the writing is what informs the most authority about most of the things that I do because, you know, it's written down and people refer to it and it's not harder, but it's not on the spot. So you got to construct things. That's really where my love for it. To me, that's a special talent. No doubt. And we're around guys like Grant Paulson who does well at that. Shouts to GP. I, I will ask you, you know, and just being a guy in my shoes that folks ask me all the time because I get a lot of parents ask me, so when did you know you was going to be great? Never. I always thought that I was going to be special because I was going to put the work into it. You know, from your profession, from your standpoint as being a writer, did you feel like you come out the womb with that talent or it was something that you said, this is what I can do because of something that someone told you or you just felt like you was good at it? It was a little of both. To me, writing is also key to just sort of life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're a bad writer in terms of constructing ideas and putting things together in a way that is cohesive, you're probably not going to be good at a lot of other things. Right. But in terms of doing it for a living, I didn't go to college expecting to do this. Right. My second right. college was Miami of Ohio. And I'd gotten in a car crash in my life. I was kind of at a space where I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And I went back to school and my dad said to me, dude, all you do all day is listen to the radio and read the newspaper. Mm. Why don't you give it a shot? And I was like, you know what? Good idea. And so when I got to Oxford, which is you know where Miami is, there was a student paper and it was August of 2001. And I'm in the student radio booth, getting on the student radio grind, doing football, doing other things, getting my way into the business as best I know how. Exactly. Then 9-11 happens. Mm. And I decided to sit down and write something about it for the week after, because remember the games were canceled. People forget that, is that they canceled the games and it was on a Tuesday. So you had a long wait until the next games were played. And it was a very awkward amount of time for the sports world because, you know, all you could really talk about were the attacks. But at the same time, there were all these logistical issues. And so I wrote a column basically saying that the return to normalcy is going to be hugely important for a lot of America through sports. I turned it into the guy who was the editor of the student paper he said, he printed it verbatim and said, what you got for me next week? And <laughs> I was just like, guess wow. I'm doing this now. And so at that point, I got a shot and I figured I might as well try to do this. And I was lucky enough to be there when Ben Roethlisberger was there. Yeah. So I had somebody to cover who I could tell was going to be a pro yep. and got a little exposure from that point. But I always did radio, always wanted to be good on camera. But the writing was the thing that really made me 
focus more than anything. He's an enigma to me, and here's why. I came up in journalism as well, right? Mm -hmm. He is the youngest old person I know, (laughs) and I say that respectfully because journalism nowadays is non-existent, quite frankly. It's all about entertainment, right? And this is a guy who's a throwback in a way that, listen, I can do TV, sure, I can do radio, no problem. But he's a journalist, quite frankly. In a day and age that we live in, and I'm not taking shots at TMZ, but I'm taking shots at TMZ, Where it's like, we got you at the strip club. Yeah. And that's the headline, right? Yeah. My man is doing stories. Mm-hmm. And that matters nowadays. To me, he's like the last of a dying breed, especially be so young. I think that means a lot. I appreciate that. I'll say one last thing about that, though. Getting to work for my hometown paper, the best paper in the world, as far as I'm concerned, the, the Post. Washington Post, yep. yeah. has everything to do with that. Wow. You know, the mentorships there, the people I know, the people who drove me in a direction to find a voice, that doesn't happen without that newsroom. Be it sports, be it local, be it style. I'm not going to sit here and act like I just walked into the building and was doing all sorts of stuff. No, I had to learn. I had to figure out who I was going to be and how I wanted to represent myself. And that's why papers like The Post need to be around because they can do that for young writers. No doubt. All right, Tana. So what's been up with you since the last podcast, man, before we get off into the sports world? The off-season is the off-season, man. I feel like I I don't do nothing but travel right now. You know, my time is either a couple of days here and I'm off somewhere. Last weekend, I spent about two or three days in Cali. You know, I went out west. I told you I got a little business venture out there. I want to share with everybody, but I'm doing a little something-something out there on the west coast. <laughs> Y'all got some water. Hey, I got some fun. It's legal. Hey, it's legal. Swallowed up in this thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got a little venture out there with a good friend of mine, man. You know, I just went out there to check on business. You know, I hadn't been out there in the area in a while, and like you say, you know, when I have time to really lay back or kick it. To me, that was like a business slash getaway, yeah. you know, just so I can lay my hair down. I ain't got too much more hair, you know, <laughs> these days. I used to have it back in the day. But, no, I, was, I needed that getaway. I wanted to see Cali again. And knowing I can go there every month to check on business, it was good to start this new year off mm-hmm. having my first experience. You Not know? to be too in your business, are you a NorCal or a SoCal guy? We're based in South L.A., isn't it? Yeah, L.A., yeah. Okay. Uh, North Hills, okay. actually. So, All right. um, yeah. SoCal it is. Let's talk about Cali a little bit. It's something about it. Now, it's expensive as hell out there. Oh, yeah. It is. So it is you, here, too. I tell you, everywhere. But you get 900 square feet for $2 million, That's yeah, That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I agree. But just the whole vibe I get Vibe's when I'm out crazy. there, man. I understand because the weather is what it is. Yeah, yeah. don't sleep on the weather being a factor. Yeah, People yeah, are chilling because factor. it's nice. One knock I got on Cali is the traffic. It's crazy. The traffic is ridiculous. It's now, crazy. you know, I, I had a stand in New York. And he talked about 9-11. That kind of was dear to me because that was my first year in the league and I was drafted that year by New York Jets. So I remember that Tuesday like it was no other because I was going in for treatment. I hadn't tore my knee up before the season even started. Mm. So I was going in for treatment. We can go on and on about that. But the traffic in New York, I thought it was ridiculous until I went to Cali, until I spent a couple of days in Cali. And you literally have to plan your day to say, if I need to be somewhere at 3, I'm leaving at 10 (laughs) o'clock. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And if you have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock that night, you have to leave like midday because you have to beat the traffic. And it's crazy. So, uh, you know, I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy the, you know, the climate. I enjoy the people. You know, I was giving my friends a little insight of watching the Kardashian show and having a chance to stay in Calabasas for the first time. It was like being a part of the Kardashian show. I walked around in Calabasas and I saw women, you know, in their early or late 50s mm-hmm. riding around with bomber jackets on, had... <laughs> 
skinny jeans right. with mm-hmm. the J's, the number ones, mm-hmm. and Scully's on and pushing Roy's Royce trucks. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is a show. Shout outs to all the MILFs <laughs> out there, no matter where you live. This is we a appreciate show. <laughs> you. Have you ever been to Calabasas? Nah, it no. is a fascinating place. Bro, it's, I was like, I can stay here every time I take this trip. Like, it, it was something to see, you know? Wow. The air is a little different. You know how you say, yeah. oh, it tastes a little different? Taste, yeah. taste, yeah. taste the air. Yeah. It's definitely a different place. <laughs> no and it's, not even, it's, not, it's different even from L.A. proper. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cali yeah. is weird. See, Calabasas on its own yeah. is its own little world. It's, its own yeah. little world. It's, it's quite the place. I, I enjoy my check time. It, out. it sounds like I get in trouble there, so I'll probably just <laughs> yeah. stay out stay, of Calabasas. We'll, we'll leave you here. Yeah, good call. All right, let's get into the Redskins. I'm going to start with Clinton because I want to take a yeah. shot at a colleague, and then I want to ask his opinion. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is reporting that Nick Foles should go to the Redskins. So let's start here. I have a problem with Stephen A. Smith talking football ever at this point. Okay. With some of the, we won't get into some that, of the mistakes he's made. Noted, Clinton. but we're not going to get into that. Uh, what that do you man think is about, the hardest working man in the business. What do you think anyway. about Foles? And that might be some of the reason. I think he might be stretched too damn thin. Yeah, hey man, he, he he's does doing a lot. He's he does doing a lot. a lot. Smartest guy in the business, best in the business, so that's where I'll leave that. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. What do you yeah, think about Foles to the skins? Because <sighs> I disagree with it. First of all, from a roster standpoint, this is going to be almost impossible to pull off. Right. You know, you're going to have to make an early decision on Alex Smith, and I don't think this franchise is ready to do that, frankly. You know, because when we saw Bruce at the Senior Bowl, he was acting like, oh, yeah, he's right on time for rehab. And I'm thinking to myself, Bruce Allen, what are you talking about? Like, this guy's leg was blown all the way up, and I'm not yeah. trying to be flip about that. And you see him at the Wizards game with his son. He's got the full die-cast situation. Yeah. And like, and right. all that. You're thinking, yeah. this has not gone well at all. And so I don't even want to begin the discussion necessarily about Foles. I mean, I will. And so we've got a decision on what's going to happen with Alex and what, point. what you're going to do about the quarterback situation because Colts is fine as an option, but he's still a backup in this league. You're not going to go into a season expecting to do anything with Colt McCoy. And I like Colt. But you've got to decide, all right, are we going to try to replace Alex? Then we've got the cap hit, 25 mil locked up. That's tough. Considering how the front office moves for this franchise, having to make one decision in order to make another big one does not bode well. Right. If it's me... I draft a quarterback. Me too. I draft a quarterback and I go with Colts. See, I, I, I don't I think like Foles cheap labor too. I, yeah, I don't I think Foles like would be a bad guy. fit. Yeah. But for what you're doing from a timeline standpoint, plugging him in there doesn't make any sense considering no, how it no. would mess up your cap. So I agree. it's not a knock on Nick. It's the fact that the way that this is all shaken out from a personnel standpoint does not lead me to think that this is the route to go for the quarterback position. Do you agree? Great yep. answer. I say to myself that okay, Nick might be the best suitable guy out there because of what he's shown these past two seasons. Do he fits our system? No. We've seen time and time again, even with Alex playing last year, we didn't understand why he didn't look like Alex of old in Kansas City or San Fran. So I don't think Nick just come in here and solve our problem, especially with a guy being of age that sooner or later he's going to be out the door. And expensive. We put too much money in Alex for one, so we have to roll with that. Yep. Two, you have a guy in coat. Yeah, he's a backup, but he couldn't give you a game or two. So I say you get a young guy. Not sure where you get that young guy. I'm not necessarily saying you use that first-round pick because I don't think that's necessarily for a quarterback Hmm. in our standpoint, but you get a young guy in the draft, you roll with Colt, Colt starting the season off, having a whole season to prepare or offseason to prepare and saying he's the guy. You never know what kind of coat you get out of him. The only knock I have on Colt, he gets injured. He gets he's injured. So, So with that young guy, you have to bring in somebody that's gonna be the future. Besides 
Alex and Colt, you know that this guy coming in, if we groom him well enough, if Colt goes down, Colt don't pan out, Alex don't pan out and, and not be able to play this year, we can push this young guy in and start our future now. Let me hold you there for a That's second because you said you don't want to draft a quarterback at 15 in the first round. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. In fact, I'd be okay if they moved up within reason to get a guy. If somebody's available. If you see okay. a franchise guy there. Oh, you no, know, we, we don't have to well, be general. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Who do you think yeah. that person would be? I, so the only guy I'm looking at, and I can't even say his name right now, but the kid from West Virginia to me stands Greer. out more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. You I know like what I mean? I hear these names, Gaston. I hear these names. You're talking about Maskins, Murray, Murray, Murray yeah. all, you know, all Daniel these other Jones. guys. Yeah, it's so many other talents out there, so I'm not necessarily sure where some of these guys are going to fall. I'm pretty sure in the near future we'll hear more and yeah. we'll know where but these guys are like lining up. From but, West Virginia. but I like Greer. I, I like, like him. him. I like him a lot just seeing Good what he's done too. in the college. Yep. I think he has the potential to come in here. Redskins, we find ourselves striking out when it comes to those kind of guys in the sure. draft. You know, we had the RG3 who I thought that can be the future here. don't understand how that blew up. I understand, but I don't understand. You know, before that, we had a Jason Campbell who we picked to be mm. the future guy. That blew up in our face. We find ourselves having more production with the free agents, guys. You yeah, know, the guys right. we bring in. So the reason why I say I'm not sure we should go out there and waste that pick because we strike out more. Yeah, than the we, history yeah, of the that's history. That's, of that's, that's an excellent point. And to take that further... Quarterback, I say this all the time, Tana, quarterback is the worst coach position in the NFL. Guys developing into great guys, it happens so rarely. It's so unfortunate because you see young guys come in and sure, they'll either take their knocks and they'll improve, but very rarely at this stage you see a guy who you're like, okay, that dude was somebody and then turns into a superstar. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I certainly don't trust this franchise to do it either. <laughs> That's what I'm like? saying. you no know. Doubt. You know, we're coming off this Kyler stuff and we're going to talk about it, but it's really hard yeah. to justify not picking him. From a star standpoint, from yep. a development standpoint, and what I always say about Kyler is that the knock on him is that he's not going to be the super tall guy. He's, you know, some people call him a little bit of a faster Russell Wilson. I think he can be basically the best system quarterback you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. He doesn't have to do everything, stand tall. And that's sort of an underrated element, I think, about a lot of quarterbacks. I say this about Tom Brady all the time. You want to call him a system quarterback? Yeah, he's the best one ever yeah. because he does everything exactly right. right. Kyler Murray is a very smart guy. And I believe that if you've got a system that you believe he can execute yeah. and he's fast enough and he's got the arm and he's got, got the, the leadership arm. of men, yeah. well, then why not go for it? Yeah. He doesn't have to go out there and wow the world with everything. Just make him an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And his physical skill set will hopefully get your team to a better place. I, That's why I'm going with Kyler I beyond agree. the star power I factor. completely agree. I've said on this show at nauseum that I think the NFL nowadays is set up for a guy like him to oh, succeed. Yeah. And we've seen it happen because yeah. you can't really touch the quarterback anyways. They get rid of it quickly. And you can't touch receivers. He's accurate. I mean, to me, it makes sense to get a guy like that. Hell, even offensive linemen are getting smaller historically in the NFL. I think this is a perfect time to take a chance on a kid like that. So while we're talking about him, he just announced this week he is definitely going NFL. (sighs) Baseball's behind him. Tanner, your thoughts on that? Is he making the right decision? Who knows? You got to go with your heart. You know, one of the things I know about this game and about anything that you decide to do in life is about your heart. I just watched the Dion 30 for 30. Yeah, it was great. And it was crazy because you grew up in the area. I remember I wanted those diamond, what is it called? Diamond turfs. Diamond turfs, yeah. I wanted those so bad. And we had the money for them, you know. And then it was like four or five years later, I started getting Jordans. So I'm like, man, I want to go back and get those diamond turfs. That was my favorite shoe in middle school. Never had the money to get them. So I didn't get them then. I ended up buying a pair later on when I can buy my own shoes. But Dion was Michael Jordan at that time. He was Jordan to me when it came to sports. Dion could do no wrong in my eyes. I didn't know much about him as baseball, but as a cornerback and as a guy who was just skilled to do whatever he wanted to do on the football field, 
I thought he was the greatest that ever did it. And to see the opportunity that he had, to see the story about what happened, what Dog. transpired when he, when he was going through the I he thought was it was just, on. hey, I'm going to go play baseball, I'm going to play football. I did not know he went through what he went through. Yeah, the Braves jacked him up. And so yeah, when you did. look at a Kyler Murray coming in this situation, it has never been done from a quarterback standpoint to be able to do what Dion did or Bo did. So already he knew that one of these had to be my decision. Right. Yeah. So he picked what was at heart, yeah. football. He felt that, hey, at the end of the day, if I don't make it as a quarterback, NFL quarterback, I can always go back. Yep. I can't necessarily be committed to baseball fully and then five years removed and say, well, you know what? I want to try this quarterback thing. Yeah, you're right. It don't work that it way. Work that so way. financially, you can talk about the money standpoint. You can talk about whatever. I feel like right now what he truly feels in his heart that he's desired to do is be an NFL quarterback. And I do believe that someone is just in his ear saying that if you look at the game, the evolution of the NFL game at the quarterback position, has allowed guys like yourself to excel. That's mm-hmm. it. You can look at the guy Manziel. You can look at Baker Mayfield. You can yep. you can look at all these guys regardless of what they did. They're opening these doors for guys like yourself to be special. Russell Wilson. Russell so Wilson, if yeah. you can come in here and be who you showed us to be of that Heisman caliber player on the college level and be that kind of player on the NFL level, yep. you can be a backup and still get the money that he right. was it'll, supposed it'll to work. get. It'll yeah. work. It'll work eventually. So I think at heart he feel like, hey, I can be more productive as a football player than I am as a guy trying to make it to the majors. And he went with his heart. Did he make the right decision? <sighs> so there's a couple things about this. And, Dan, I want to get your thoughts on this because this is why I think he chose football. You say it's in his heart, but there's also an element of he's a young guy. Like what would you just rather be doing In terms of, forget the sports, forget the game, in terms of what your life is. You want to take pop flies in Peoria, or do you want to be an NFL quarterback? How big was the football stadium at your high school, Tanner? How many people do you think out? I don't know. Probably no more than seven to 8,000. Okay. Kyler Murray went to Allen High School, which I wrote in a story about him, is if you mated Friday Night Lights with Varsity Blues, you'd get Allen. They play in an 18,000-seat stadium. Crazy. In high school. My man never lost a game. He started as a sophomore on... Won three straight state titles, is arguably the best high school quarterback in the history of Texas, Texas. which is saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to AM, transfers to Oklahoma, still on the big stage. If you're playing football at that stage, you're going to keep playing football yeah. at that, that stage. stage. And it's just go. what his life is. Listen, baseball's nice, and I get it. I'm a baseball guy at heart. And I completely understand beyond the money why he just might want to do it because it's more fun. You know what I'm saying? This dude knows the big time. And I'm never going to blame anybody for that because you can play two sports at the same time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to make sense for the rest of your life. And it's a bummer because baseball loses a potential star. But ultimately, I think Kyler made the right decision for him. And when I talked to him, he said straight up to me, Baseball's boring. It's hard to sit through an entire yeah, Major League Baseball game. Football. And so if he doesn't like it that much, it doesn't matter how good he might be. He's not going to excel at the same rate. You know, when it came down to what sports you want to pick, I was pretty good as a lone jumper and triple jumper in college, high school and college, state champion in high school, champion in college. Got a chance to go to the Nationals. My jump was good enough to go to the Olympic trials. So when I sat down and thought 10 years from now, what I want to be known for, what I want to do, what drives me to be me, It was football. Mm -hmm. To me, when it comes to what you have to do in track to be the elite guy and get the money that you get in football, it was a no-brainer. Right. But that decision was easy because at heart I was a football player. I didn't practice track. Right. 
I can go out there and be a great jumper. I'm not saying sprinting, because sprinting, you have to go out there yeah. and put your all behind that. I was fast enough to do what I did, and I was okay with that. I didn't want to be the fastest man in the world. <laughs> I wanted to be the fastest between those white lines, you know, to get to the end zone. So I was appreciative enough to know that I had enough talent to maybe consider that I can be an Olympian one day. Mm. Maybe I can have a shot at that if I put my all into it. But that didn't drive me. That didn't make me get out of bed and say, I'm hungry. I can't do nothing. I can't think straight because I have this in the back of my mind. That was football for me. I think you made the right decision because now we have the Santana Moss Show podcast. <laughs> yes. If he followed and years the track, of excellent yes. memories as well. Who knows? Yeah. If he followed the track, knows? Path, he would have got a Wheaties box I'll at probably most. Be, I'll probably be sponsored by Sacconi and, um, you True. know, it probably wouldn't last long because no one wears Sacconi. Yeah, exactly. Days. Shout outs to Adidas, too. Let's go around the league. Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. Were you surprised by this? Ugh. How long will suspension be? The whole shebang bang I wasn't surprised. We knew that he'd probably get a second chance. I think the severity of this situation was a little different from being a something of a domestic violence case. It was uncalled for. We can say that much of it. But when you really look at the thick of things, it was a lot going on. And it was something to me, I think, that just transpired in a night that someone should have stepped up and say, man, let me take this guy in. He's intoxicated. The whole situation looked like it was just a blur just for shut everybody. shut it down. You yeah. know what I mean? Someone should have been bigger. And we talk about this all the time yeah. that I have guys around me yep. for that purpose, to be the bigger guy and say, if you see me at a state, get me out of that situation. So he's just a young guy that needs to know more about that and handle it a lot different. I'm happy he did get a second chance because mm-hmm. I feel like in life, we all have skeletons. We all do something that we can sit back and say right now to this day that, man, I wish I didn't do that. No doubt. But you get a second chance. You get a chance to go out there and bury whatever you did. I can't say that now because there's a lot of stuff now. You're seeing politicians and you name it, actors and different people of those sorts that 30 years ago, whatever they did is coming back to turf. But we're not going to speak on that. But I just feel like everyone deserves a chance to really redefine who they really are. How long is he going to be suspended? Because I think four games. You so, take longer? So when it comes down, we just talked about that. When it comes down to what they're going to give him, I don't know. We know he's going to be reprimanded. We know that at the end of the day, he deserves some kind of punishment because it's only fair. It's already going to be some flack thrown at commissioner and whoever else for picking this guy or giving him this chance. So at the end of the day, they have to make a statement and say, hey, we're not going to excuse whatever you did. You still did something that was against our policy and our rules. So we have to reprimand you and probably give you four to six games. I would say six games. You said four. We'll see. See why? I talked about this on Around the Horn yesterday. And what I said was the whole situation feels icky. And a lot of people were like, why are you hating on Kareem Hunt? Why won't you let this man do this? And that wasn't really what it was about. It's about this. That incident happened in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. For Cleveland to sign him, you can't act like it's just a football reason. There's some element of maybe people will like him because he's the hometown dude. And then it starts to feel like he's getting rewarded for being involved. And I, look, I'm not saying that that's wrong, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he doesn't deserve a chance, but that feels odd to yeah, me. it is odd. It's a scenario Let's in which I kind of wish any other team had signed him, but he's got the relationship there. They weren't the only team that was going to sign him. Well, Dorsey's a GM there. Right, who was drafted him. Right. And so it made sense, but at the same time, from a 10,000-foot level, that's awkward because – you know, you think, all right, well, is he going to be around his boys and, you know, sort of be back into that stuff? Or is he going to be home and therefore have the support system that you talk about? Tana, I just, 
It's really unfortunate that it had to be the Browns, mm. even though from a football standpoint, that probably makes the most sense. If it that, does. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because they have Chubb now. They have him. It's a hometown boy, so they can make the story sound better yeah, than what it is. It, and that's awkward because you don't yeah. want to make it seem as if he's being redeemed yeah. right. for something that think, is not acceptable. One of the things that's not the most to me is just the relationship alone he had with Dorsey. Yeah. Dorsey's a guy that understands that him and knows him. When you have a guy that goes on a limb and say, you know, I'm going to put this on my chest or, or put this on my shoulders and say, yeah. you know what, if you want to blame anybody, blame me it's because he really knows the kid yeah. he knows that this is not him he was at a moment in the time when we all could be in that same situation and it just transpired a little different and got out of hand and I think that's why Dorsey went to bat for him and say you know I want him on my team do you think he'll miss a year no but I think the problem ultimately though is what the NFL is going to have is that he lied to his own team that's going to be the bigger deal here because that you can't have if you get into a scenario, and I don't know whether he knew there was surveillance or not, and that was not was going to come out, but Tana, I mean, you get into a scenario like that, you got to be honest, because otherwise you're putting other people at risk in terms of what might come back on you, on your team, and on your franchise. So if he gets a longer suspension than we think, that'll be the reason. That's why. Which is unfortunate because scared. right, he was scared, he, he didn't know what scared. to do, yeah. and he tried to fudge it because he knew he was already in a bad position. And like, Again, I understand that young men make decisions that are regrettable on some level. I'm not trying to say Kareem Hunt never deserves a chance, but that situation, i got to think twice about why he's there, and I really, really hope he turns it around. I really, really hope they have teeth to that yeah. treatment thing that they call it, you yeah. know, whatever system he's in. Sure. I don't know what that is. Tana, you may be able to speak on that more, but I have no idea what that is. I just hope it works. He has no room for failure, though. You know, now oh. he has, he's in yeah. a state where that is no more hiccups. I don't care how small it is, there's no more hiccups. And he was a guy that hadn't been talked about wrongly off the field, you know what I mean? So he has to get have a clean slate and know that, hey, man, you know what? I basically shot my wire with anything yeah. I can do wrong. Trust me, I've been a guy in the offseason. I share so many stories. I have tons of stories that I can tell you about nights where guys that I was with got into altercations, mm. nights where I shouldn't have been driving. You know, so many of those stories. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, that was my moment. And was, yeah. I escaped it. And guess what? I can't be in that moment again. So he has to have that state of mind. Right. So you know what? I just had a situation where, yeah, this did transpire. I did get suspended or I got kicked off my team yeah. for right. what transpired. So now... I can't put myself in that situation regardless of how much fun I want to have. Regardless, it's not enough fun in the world for me to lose my money or my job behind. From the NFL to the AAF, Clinton, did you watch the new league that kicked off this past weekend? <laughs> I watched more than I thought I was going to watch, <laughs> and I didn't hate it. Really? Yeah. It wasn't that yeah. bad. These leagues come along, these side sports come along, and I'm a big enthusiast. I watch a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. All right, I watch three-on-three basketball in Asia. You know what I mean? You I'm watch watching, drone I'm racing. Wa- right, I watch drone I'm watching baseball. That's the Aust- new thing I, I love drone racing. I'm watching racing. Australian baseball at 6 in the morning because I'm weird. But you turn it on and you think, okay, well, if it doesn't make me feel different and the product is okay and the production quality is good – I like that replay situation where they have people talking. You can hear things. I love the elimination of kickoffs. Yep. I don't love the elimination of kicks, but I do like the elimination of kickoffs. Well, they kick field goals, right? They, they, they know, they don't do there's no extra points. There's no extra points. There's no okay. kickoffs. Right, right. And no onsides and all that. But I think they do field it, goals. It was fine. Yeah. It's It was competitive. Yeah. These guys could play enough. I don't need much more than that when yeah. it comes to the football. I mean, I don't need the full Sunday experience. It's not the NFL. I thought it was a nice debut rollout. 
And what I'm really hoping that we can get out of this is I'm hoping we can see a situation where the coaching trees get altered a little bit, where these young brothers who can't get chances in the NFL get a chance to show themselves from a position coach standpoint that can allow them to get into the pipeline in the NFL because that's so messed up now. They send brothers to defense all the time, or they send them to be running backs coaches, and they can't get in the fast track for the quarterbacks coach and the offensive coordinator. If this league allows more coaching to be highlighted and thus help the NFL, I think that's a good thing ultimately for everybody. I, I hear an article on the undefeated. No it doubt. was just no perfect right and he, there. And he spoke about the coaching aspect of it. I spoke about it. You know, when someone asked me about the league and said, hey, how do you feel about the league? Are you going to pay attention to it? Yes. I think it's genius because it comes down to it's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. There's a lot of guys out there that you got just a homeboy that plays, don't make right? the cut. Rocket Ross, we talked about Rashad Ross. He was an ex Redskin. That he was a guy in the number system. You couldn't easily gave this guy a chance to be on our team any year I was there, any years I was removed from there, and he just was caught up in the number system. If you can play special teams more than one position and receiver. You're on the team. If you're only playing punt return and receiver, oh, we got somebody that can do four things. So you can't be on the team. So he's a guy I talked to all week, last week, and leading up to the game, he went out there and had a star-studded performance. Who does he play for, right quick? Uh, he played for the Arizona team. Arizona, Arizona Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Right. I like that name, by yeah, the way. Great and, name. and he's an Arizona guy when it comes to the school. He went to Arizona State. He's a Cali guy. Okay. And, I mean, he's a fast guy. He's a guy that I think that with a little more polishing – on his game, you know, we talk about different things. Like and when he, he asked me questions about what did I see, I told him, I said, critique yourself very well. I mean, be your worst critic. You know, we know you can beat guys deep. I say, in order for you to be able to rewrite what they have on you, the notion of what they have on you as a skilled wide receiver in this league, catch those contested passes, mm. be a guy that can run those intermediate routes. Across and now if you can do all that and with your upscale of being that deep threat, you're an NFL player. You can show NFL up to a camp and yeah. do something. Yeah. So, you know, and I saw that in his game here. He just didn't get a chance to do it enough. It, right. And he was so young and caught up into just being here. I don't think he even understood how much you have to kind of separate the height of being here right. and being an NFL player and then taking it as a business and being an NFL player. So just to see him go out there and shine, I love what I saw. I love all the guys who get a second chance. And I think that, you know, it's a great farm league. I don't necessarily think the NFL have something like the AAF, you know, the XFL coming back next year. They need something that they can say, hey, we can groom some of these guys and maybe they have potential to be, you know, be a part of our league. Almost like a minor league. And another quick thing on that is that it fulfills a football need, I think, for this country. That's fine. You know, there will be eyeballs on this Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. More leagues make other leagues better. You can learn things from them. So I'm not ever going to root against some league just because it's not the one that I prefer. And in this situation, wasn't that bad. It's not gimmicky. It wasn't goofy. It was football. And that is what I appreciated most. It was great entertainment, too. Grammy recap. Two artists that are close to Clinton Yates. Childish Gambino and Cardi B. They won every damn thing. So we'll start with you, Clinton. Your thoughts of two of your favorite artists right now. Quickly, I read a tweet from my man Van that said that Offset is like a bad minor market team trying to hold on to a big super. (laughs) What? (laughs) This dude Offset shows up at every single moment Cardi tries to get and ruins it. Like, I don't know what. (laughs) Cardi got all the awards. You see all the pictures? This man is just standing here. Hey. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's the Ike to her Tina. Come on, man. (laughs) So that's just the first thing about what happened on the night that we crowned (laughs) Bel Calis as the queen. Get it right. Number two. I've been rocking with her since well before Love & Hip Hop, since she was just on the gram. The talking trash. Her come up is one of the most excellent things we've seen in America in the last mm-hmm. 10 years. 
You talked about the Kardashians before. Yeah. I've said all the time, the Kardashians are the most important family in the history of American television because the way they went about their business. But when you talk about the American dream, yeah, Cardi B. And Cardi B. Yeah, I'm mad. Clinton has bullet points for and all she's this. Here breaking people off. Yeah, on Twitter about her politics. Her AP history teacher broke somebody down on Facebook talking about she was great in this class in high school. She's smart, y'all. Yeah. Don't let the nails yeah. and all the noise fool you. Did a thing. And she's got bangers. Yeah. Anyway, there's that. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. <laughs> I'm glad he won for that song. I wrote a story about that song, yeah, This Is did. America, in the video and how much it affected me as a black person in America. You can go read that on The Undefeated if you like, but I was glad to see him get that award for that. He's a guy that's been mainstream for a very, very long time. And so for him to get an award for something that was very much not mainstream, I think was good for him and good for sort of the creative world on the whole. But yeah, I- man. Get out of Cardi's <laughs> benches, Offset. I asked this question, though. So you like both of these artists. Charles Gambino, the actor or the rap artist? Who do you like more? Who you Donald like more? Glover? I like or, or the actor a lot. Donald more. Glover is that dude to yeah. me. Like he's a great actor. He's a great actor. I'm not even huge on Charles Gambino's music, to be yeah. very honest. I like him as an actor, but that song was his magnum opus, yeah, and it, it really, was. it really hit me hard. It was. I agree. You know, when I talk about the Cardi B thing, and, and I'm, you know, I, I don't want to say nothing wrong, but my man, I didn't mean to pop off, y'all. No, no, you good. I appreciate it. Honestly, I just trust me. Her come up has been one of those things that you actually got a chance to see it. Yeah. Transform. You know, you actually got a chance to sit here and say, this girl went from cussing and fussing through IG and doing her thing, what she did at them script clubs or whatever you might call it, got her bag, however she had to get it, and now she's a star. She's the first woman to win best album over, to me, I thought was a men's sport. It was two or three years ago when we said it was no longer women rappers, but mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This rap world wasn't allowing women to come back into She harder thing. than the dudes, bro. And to see her be the first one, I don't know if I'm to the point to where I think that I should applaud or say it's the rap game that watered down now. You but know, when it comes to, I yeah. mean, it, it seemed a little odd. I praise her because I saw where she come from. Right. I praise her also because even though you talked about Offset saying that <laughs> he's like Ike Turner standing next to her. Look, I'm a big fan of Migos. I, I am too. I, I love the Migos, and I think Offset might be one of the best rappers in that group. I actually like what they have going on. I don't. It's weird, you know. I just saw a couple of videos some months ago where he was just trying to get her back, and now they back like nothing. That's what happened. I'm saying. He's out here ruining <laughs> yeah. her moments. He's messing it but up. But just to see that where she come from. You know, you have to applaud her because she actually, basically what we just talked about, like he just said about who he's become with his game and what he does for a living. You're basically giving these kids a chance to see that you can be whatever you want to be as long yep. as you put your mind to it, as long as you put the work behind it. And she did that. She's shown that I laughed and I applaud her when I watched her performance that night. Right. I'm like, here's somebody that went out there and this is proof that you can do anything you put your mind to. At big stage. But she went out there and owned that. At the Grammys, mm-hmm. which is hard, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a hard stage. thing to yep. do. It's not an easy stage. So to see her go out there and own it, to see her go out there, and now to me to look at her as, yeah, you're a rapper, Cardi B. Right. Regardless of what they said, you was, star. Yep. regardless of that little stuff come out your mouth, that I'd be like, man, somebody need to mute her at times, <laughs> at times, because sometimes you'd be like, boy, what is right. she talking about? She's a star. Yeah, she She's is. She's a star in her own writer, and I applaud her. I, she can now put that trophy up and say, I need more, because that should manifest a lot more out of you make sure that you don't get complacent and say hey you know I'm not satisfied with that here's a you Cardi B oh <laughs> take it
and L's will go to all the dudes out there on the struggle bus for Valentine's Ooh. Day. Of course, all three of us are Casanovas, so uh, that would never happen. Yeah. So, so here's to you, all the dudes struggling for Valentine's Day. Just Have keep fun. it simple. Keep it simple. Flowers, chocolate, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Keep it simple. Hey, Clinton. Oh, unbelievable thank having you, fam. you man. It is great to be you here. You got to come back. This can't be yeah. a one-on-one. Oh, yeah. You got to nah. come back. I know where y'all live. No doubt. Uh-huh. It is. I'll be yeah. here showing up at your door. No doubt. He's going to be like offset on this show. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to knock. Just walk in. <laughs> Santana Macho is a wrap. you, man. Thank you, brother. It's a Santana Macho. Former through your ball dream. Number 89. I swear all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week. It's a lyrical time.